1: Hey Jay, it's Bubba. How are you? I'm good. You know, tell a few jokes, trying to make a living. Trying
0: to make a... But you know, what I don't understand, well, Jay, I do understand because you probably get bored and everything, but I mean, you obviously have made so much money, I just got to think that you just want to get out of the house and buy more
1: exotic cars, right? No, I just like to work. You know, I like, you know, I, I did this for years when nobody showed up, so at this point it's kind of gravy, you know, it's fun to... You know, we do the Tonight Show. You 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 work with writers, and because you, you got to do a show every day. Well, this way, it's just by myself, and I can write something and then go try it out. And it's great fun. I actually
0: enjoy it. Uh, Jay Leno on the phone. Jay's going to be this Friday uh, at the in Sarasota. He'll be uh, Saturday in Gainesville, and then on the, at the Sunrise Theater, all different all different parts of our affiliation in Fort Pierce on the 16th of February. So, Jay, when you did the Tonight Show back in the day, obviously Jay on the phone. How like what would be the daily grind of that? Like, what time did you have to get there? usually?
1: Um, I usually got to about 7.30 in the morning, maybe quarter to eight. That and then early? You just, yeah, yeah, and then you kind of work on Because you got to have, you know, the news changes. You know, I always tried to have half the monologue done before I went to bed. Right. And inevitably, in the middle of the night, there'd be a plane crash or something happened where you had to change it all. You know, so you wanted to have at least half of it done. And then throughout the day, you just keep adding jokes as you uh, find out which guest canceled or you know who OD'd on cocaine and won't be in tonight, or whatever it might be. You know?
0: Now, how prevalent was that? Where a guy would now, I got to think that an up-and-coming guy, because a lot of them, a lot of people needed the Tonight Show, and then a lot of people didn't need the Tonight Show. And the caliber of people that you get, all, you know, often don't need it. But would you get a lot of cancellations?
1: You no, know, you don't get cancellations so much. You just, you just get people that are. You're dealing with show business, so people are high, they forgot. I mean, it, I mean, it's glorious. It's, it's you know, I mean, as much as I love him, my favorite was always Snoop Dogg. Because he just wouldn't, you know, okay, Snoop, you're on next Thursday. Okay. now we taped it uh, at the time. We taped it at uh, 4 o'clock. Right. All right, see you about 2.33 o'clock. Okay. Okay. Quarter to 4. Call Snoop. It's today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, today. <laughs> so you... I mean, it's Snoop, so you can't get mad. But it was, it was just be funny, you know. Boy, we had Snoop out on one time, and uh, where's Snoop? Oh, he's out by the gate. <laughs> and like, out by the gate. And there's, and there's three cop, there's three cop cars surrounding the car, his car. And I go, guys, we need him for the show. But he's getting arrested right now, Jay. I go, well, no, no, we have him for the show. You know, if somebody had a gun or something, I don't know what it was. So, yeah. I mean, it was all just that kind of stuff, just pretty funny.
0: Now, Jay, uh, uh, over the years, you know, you I, I got to think that, you've not had the opportunity to and I mean you've interviewed everybody like you know and when, when people do the press junket whether it's a new song or a new group or a new movie or a new television I mean the tonight show you know they do LA New York and obviously you know it was not whether they wanted to do the tonight show it's where they could get on the tonight show but I mean like was there ever anybody Jay you know because Jay you were just a young guy growing up and you know you at, at, I wouldn't say you get starstruck but was there anybody ever when you're interviewing you're like you know what I'm just little Jay Leno, and this is such and such that I'm talking to.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, that was... Hmm, I'm trying to think of who...
0: Like the top three of all time. Like, you're like, oh my God, I got... Well, presidents
1: are pretty good. I mean, um, we were the first show ever to have a sitting president of the show. That was, that, was, uh, that, was, that was pretty cool. I mean, you know, there are people who... I remember when I was in the uh, fourth grade, I had to write a, picture, uh, write a paper on John Glenn circling the earth, you know. Uh, and I got a C-minus. So then in 1998, when John Glenn went back up to space at age 78, I said to him, you know, Mr. Simon, my teacher, gave me a C-minus. I said, could you call him and tell him I'm doing a follow-up? <laughs> you know? So, so we, called, we called Mr. Simon, who's like 80, you know. And I said, watch the show tonight. I got the second part of my report you know but John Glenn came out and we talked about it and I got upgraded to an A my mother led, never lived to see it unfortunately the only A I ever got but uh, but the, well, that was pretty cool
0: you had uh, I think you sure. had Barack on right? you
1: know it was really funny I remember the first time Barack Obama came to the show um, he came by himself with his jacket off over his shoulder
0: and he's the president at this point right
1: no 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 he's senator he's oh, okay. a senator right and he says my name's Barack Hussein Obama I'm running a president I'm going to hate. that's going
0: yeah like a guy named Hussein's gonna <laughs> scratch the <laughs> surface.
1: The guy named is to you know, I mean, it was hilarious. Then the second time he came, he came as president, and the whole parking lot was tented. And the whole parking lot was tented. So when the Secret Service cars pulled in, from the air you couldn't see what part of the building they were going to. I mean, oh, and that's that's really something kind of cool because what happens? The Secret Service comes in like two days before, and they just walk through NBC and they go. Uh, you don't come in tomorrow <laughs> don't come in tomorrow yeah. I mean, if you had a joint in your sock in 1972, and seventy two don't come in tomorrow really you no, know? I mean oh and, yeah, I mean, they background checks on everybody, <clears throat> and I, think something I most people don't I think one time it, it was his
0: birthday, I think one time he, you had him on on his birthday, didn't he? I think we did,
1: yeah, yeah, I mean, something most people don't know is all cell phones within the sixty mile range of the president are monitored really yeah, I'm sorry I wasn't. I was at Martha's Vineyard once doing a gig, and Clinton was rumored to be coming to the club. And I'm on my cell phone, and I'm talking to my wife in California, and I go, honey, you know, President Clinton is supposed to be, uh, they say he might come by the club tonight. And a guy comes over and taps him on the shoulder. He goes, excuse me, Solano, uh the President will not be coming. Uh, I, oh. I said, oh, okay. Uh, thanks. <laughs> I went, oh, that was pretty weird.
0: And so... Straight up. They 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 straight up you Eavesdrop. know wow now when when Barack was there because I you know Jay I know as you guys are getting you know you know your guests and what have you you know you're writing stuff and maybe sometimes if something's a little controversial maybe your your people will get a hold of their people but like was there anything like was it scripted out of what you could and could not say because you're such a spontaneous
1: kind of guy you know the Secret Service did call me once uh, when I had this was when I was guest hosting and when the first President Bush was president. Right. I did a joke and I said the Secret Service has strict instructions. If anything happens to President Bush, shoot quail. Okay, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 they came to see me and said, Mr. you cannot advocate the assassinating the Vice President of the United States I go, no, 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 it's just a joke. We understand that, but uh we recommend you not uh joke about advocating the assassination of the Oh yes sir. no problem, no problem. Yeah, so they you get a little bit of
0: that. Yeah, they don't, uh, they don't take the joke in real kindly. They're kind of... I Listen, I had one interaction with... Uh, Jay Leno on the phone, by the way. Uh, Jay, I had one interaction with the Secret Service. So when I first started radio back in 96, it's when printers were starting to get kind of more high-tech and, you know, color printers and things, things like that where you could print something kind of cool. So... I didn't print any money, but I didn't know that counter uh, that counterfeits the counterfeiting is under the guise. Of, I don't know if you knew this or not, but it's under the umbrella of Secret Service.
1: That's right. Yeah, And, yeah.
0: and so I tell my co-hosts, but like, hey, I got this new printer uh, last night, and look what I made. Uh, it it makes some pretty kick ass. And I showed them a real dollar bill, and it was radio. Obviously, we don't have the active right. visual. And I show, and I said, go put this in the machine and see if it, the vending machine and see if it works. Well, we were putting a real dollar in there, you know. And, and obviously it works. I'm like, man, I got a bunch of these, meaning I had a bunch of $1 bills. But I intimated that I had printed them. So we're on the air. And this is like 730. And by 915, the Secret Service come to the radio station. They walk in the studio. We're live. We're, we're a talk show. We don't play records. They come into my studio. They get behind me on my council. You've been in radio stations. And they turn right. my microphone off and hit a song. And they start interviewing me as to if I made money. They took me to my house, Jay. I have some guns like all white trash do. And so right. they, they made me secure all my guns in the bathtub. They put a secret service to watch my guns and then they took my hard drive and, and scanned my hard drive to making sure that I did not make money. And anybody in Tampa or any kids that said that they made money from my and from listening to my show, I was gonna be charged. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs>
1: The part I find fascinating is they put
0: your guns in the bathtub. I don't quite get that. Well, I think they wanted to put them all in one area so they, some I guy see. could watch them, I guess. Uh, they That's also funny. found my wife's—I'm uh, sorry, my fiancé's vibrator at the time. But that oh. was that was pretty cool uh, as well. That I know that's the Briggs and Stratton
1: model. That's the big heavy duty. Yeah, that's one, right? the
0: zero turn kind, the hydraulic, st- the hydrostat
1: kind. Right, it's a four <laughs> horsepower with the pull chain. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. yeah now, now,
0: that. now, Jay, how's how are you doing on your uh, on your John Jay, Jay's garage? Are you guys back another season?
1: Yeah, we're filming right now deck Today, I'm just filming with Billy Gardell in a few minutes, so that's kind of fun. Any new cars in your collection? Yeah, just pretty much fixing all the broken stuff. That's about it. You know. You That's know, what I like to do.
0: Uh Jaylen on the phone. Now Jay, I don't know if you know but my father, his name's Doug Clem, and uh mm-hmm. he lives in Reno, Nevada, but he is my dad has a, a very extensive original 32 Ford collection. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and and he has a 32 Phaeton. He's got a 32 uh Roadster. He's got a 32 um Coupe. He's got and he's got a really and I know you know a ton about cars. He's got the rarest Ford in the 30 in 32 made. It's called a B400 convertible sedan. Uh, oh, okay. And they only made 823 of them, and he's got one. Yeah. Uh, and and my dad became friends with Eddie, um, Eddie Meyer. And you know, Eddie, Ma- Eddie Meyer was the big Hollywood speed shop guy.
1: Right, right. Race car driver, too, yeah.
0: Louie Meyer was the three-time Indy winner back in the day. That's- well, Meyer used to make all this high-performance stuff for 32 flatheads for, guy, right. and for, for hot rod enthusiasts to bolt up, you know, and make their flathead a hot rod. So my dad has like a has like uh Arden heads and a Scott blower on all of his original 32s he doesn't chop them he's in you know, they're all original but he's got like you know, the high boy wheels on them and things like that and right right
1: yeah and, yeah uh, the Arden heads were made by uh, duntoff I think yes yeah that's right and yeah.
0: the, and do you remember the Scott blower yeah
1: yeah and the yeah. Scott, wow,
0: and the Scott blower uh, uh Jay as I always knew it from my father I don't know if this is true or not, Jay. You are more of a car historian than I am, but a Scott Scott blower was really, really rare to put on your flathead because it was originally made for the garbage trucks in New York City because they couldn't get any power out of the flatheads to be able to haul the garbage. So supposedly the Scott blowers
1: were originally for that. Am I right? I, you know, he got me there. I'm not sure. That's a bit of a new shot. I, I don't know that one. But how it, many uh, how, certainly sounds possible.
0: How many shows have you been on before, Jay, where you talked about 32 Fords? <laughs> uh,
1: not a whole lot. Actually, on Jay's Garage, I've driving my 32 Ford today. i got a 32 Ford pickup truck. So tell your dad that. Oh,
0: he would probably have a half erection for that. I think the Woody pickup truck is one of the only things he never got. And he was We lived in Indiana, and you know, finding this stuff in the 70s, and the wood was always
1: rotted out. You could never
0: find a good Woody back in the day.
1: Right, right. Mine is not wood. Mine is just a 32 pickup.
0: Don't they have the Woody Woody, Woody version of it as well, though? I yeah, thought... they do. They call it the the Depot Hack. Now, is yours a four cylinder or the 78
1: horsepower V8? No, no. Mine's mine's a hot rod with a 289. Oh, okay. You got yours all souped but, up on the deal. But the but the body's all stock.
0: Yeah. Now I know that you might appreciate this because the guys, by the way, Jay Leno on the phone. Three dates in Florida. We got uh, this coming Friday in Sarasota, and then Gainesville on Saturday, and then he'll be at Fort Pierce on Thursday, February 16th. Growing up in Indiana, Jay, my dad, uh, who restores 32 Fords, which I know your guys that work in your shop probably do this, but my dad, he didn't teach me how to do this because it's kind of a lot lost art, but when he would do body work, he would use lead, and he would flux in the lead and then hand scrape it with a file.
1: Oh yeah, that's that's the way it was done. That's the correct way to do it, actually. In fact, a lot of the factory did that, too, as well. Packard did that on the Caribbean, and the hood, they it's the heaviest hood in the industry because it had so much lead in it.
0: How many Packard? Do you, uh, do you have any is it like Studebakers and Packards, uh, Jay?
1: Uh, no Studebakers. Got a bunch of Packards. Got a 1911. Got a 1913. Got a 1947. I uh, got a
0: 1955. Any uh, like 63 split window stock fuel injection? You got a 63 split window fuel injection. There you go. You do That's not. Good. You do not. <clears throat> yeah, I just wow. 63. My dad had a '63 split window coupe with, I think, the stock uh, air conditioning, and he had to sell it. My mom and dad got divorced.
1: (laughs) Well, well, it wouldn't have had it wouldn't have had fuel injection with air conditioning. No, you're right. I think
0: I don't know. I think it was what was it? The 427 they had back then?
1: No, '63 was uh, 327, 360 horse. Fuelly was the most powerful one in '63, Uh, but he probably had the. the uh, 327 four-barrel with air conditioning. Right, yeah. right. I don't I don't think he can get air conditioning with the fueling.
0: No, I don't think he can. I, he also had one time, I think he had a 64, was it a 409 dual quad? Was that the Impala?
1: 409, yeah, dual quad, sure, yeah. Just yeah. like the Beach
0: Boys song. She's so fine, my 409, my, what is it, my, <laughs> my posi-traction, well, my, what is it, she's so fine, my 409, my four-speed dual quad posi-traction 409, wasn't it?
1: There you go. Very good. Uh, there you are. Dale.
0: Uh, anyway, Jay, I, uh, I've had you a few times. Uh, it's the Bubble the Love Sponge Show. We love the hell out of you. When you come to any one of our stations or uh, any, we'd love to have you on the air. I, uh, I, I'm i huge. I love your Jay's Garage. I love your, that you're a huge car enthusiast. I love the fact that you're out, you know, uh, circling, canvassing America when you used to make $25 million a year, and you're just trying to stay out of the house and stay busy and, and, and support your car collection.
1: Well, thank so, you. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Uh,
0: Jay, is, is it jayleno. dot com? One stop shopping for everything.
1: Oh yeah, I've got that. Uh, I've got some car care products out. So oh, now, what kind, to, products, what, what kind of car uh, products? What kind of car products are you selling? Polishes and waxes, stuff we developed here at the shop. Some good metal polishes and some other things. Um, you know, uh, a lot of times you do these things and people give you a big chunk of change and you just advertise a major brand. But we wanted to develop our own, which we did. Uh, you know, some guys have been doing my detail stuff here for the last 10 years. We just work together to work with some chemists, and they've come up with some pretty good stuff. And it seems to be doing pretty well, so we'll keep our fingers
0: crossed. So you're saying with the polish and, and the things like that, that it's just not right, Jay Little right. getting like, you know, uh, a million a year to make a J-little to to private label. You're saying that you actually do the R&D with the boys.
1: Yeah, no, I don't make anything unless
0: uh, unless we sell a bunch. <laughs> and I'm gonna no think with as many vehicles as you got, you gotta have a 55 gallon vat of it to keep your uh, polish on all. Yeah, your...
1: that's kind of the way it works. Yeah, yeah.
0: Are you always have to do? do you, are you having to do like uh, uh, additions to your building because you're just running out of space now?
1: Uh, we just did a couple of additions to the building. Yeah, that's actually true. Um, you know, the nice thing about California is nobody can afford to do business here anymore. So as they, as they go out of business, they keep buying the next building down. You know. I mean, there's so many rules and regulations here. It's like crazy. Just keep so annexing. Just keep people it. just keep leaving the state, and you buy the property. You know?
0: in the In the current uh, late night or or you know talk show arena, any particular one you watch more than the other?
1: Oh, I like Jimmy. Jimmy's a good friend of mine. I like Jimmy Fallon. And, you know, I got ties to the Tonight Show, obviously. And uh, whenever I'm in town in New York, I like to go over and do Jimmy's show and interrupt the monologue and just kind of go on and throw some jokes. And so it's a lot of fun.
0: Now, Jay, can you uh, can you Bob Hope yourself? Remember when we were growing up and Johnny or somebody would have, and Bob Hope would show up literally on the set, and, he, and there'd be like this inspiring actress that really needed Johnny's five minutes, you know, because the publicist made a deal with the devil to get her on. And then Bob Hope would just roll in and, Bob, he, we used to call it Bob Hope and a guest. Do you ever Bob Hope a guest where, you know, hey, it's Jay Leno. He's on the lot, and, and he's going no, to run go no. live.
1: No, I don't do that. I don't like to bump anybody. It's hard enough to get on these shows. You know, no, I don't, I don't like to do that. But you got to admit,
0: Jay, if you were on the lot and you just happened to mosey on the monologue, you'd get a big pop and everybody would love you. you got to
1: admit. I'll tell you a funny Bob Hope story. You know, I had Bob Hope on the show when he was close to 100. Right. And, and Bob Hope was pretty sharp. He really was sharp, but he was deaf. But he wouldn't wear his hearing aids. So Bob said to me, Jay, can you watch, Jay? just give me the, you just talk and I've got all the punchlines memorized. <laughs> so he said, I know what I'm going to say. So you just, you know, each time you speak, I'll give you the punchline. So he had ten jokes. Right. So the first one is, uh, hey, Bob, or whatever it is. And Bob does a punchline, big laugh. Second one, hey, Bob, what's this? Does a punchline. Second one. Then the third one, I went, <coughs> excuse me, Bob. And they did the punchline. You know. Okay. And then I said, no, no. And then I did the punchline for the third one. And now he's on to the fourth one. You know. So we were, we were one joke. So now he's out of sync, right? Yeah, yeah. We're totally out of sync. And we we couldn't get it back. I mean, it was really funny. And he said, that's right. You know. Man. No, no, Bobby. No, no, wait. No, stop. Stop. Just stop, Dave. Let's go back. <laughs> Jay Little on
0: the phone. And uh, Jay, thank you for the 15 or, or so minutes today. I really. Uh, enjoy hey, I enjoy having you. It. thank you. Thanks for taking the time. And uh we'll c- we'll continue to promote your three gigs and uh when you come back or anywhere near, man, love to have you again, buddy.
1: Talk to you soon. Thank- Thanks a lot. tell th- th- no- your dad. I
0: will, man. His name's Doug Clem. Give Doug my best. All right, man. Thank you, Jay. Bye bye. Bye bye now. And show some love for Doug, Clem. Yeah, how about He'll love that, that man?